Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 10 of Aussie Talks. We've got an action-packed episode here for you today. We're going to look at the recent leaders debate. We're going to have my 60-second rant, my big call. We're going to be looking at AFL, the NBA, and some other things as well. So without further ado, let's get into our very first topic, and that is the NBA playoffs and uh, where teams currently uh, stand. Pull off the bounce. Eurostep banks it home. So the NBA playoffs right now are in full swing, and there's a bit of controversy around something that happened the other day in Game 3 of the Warriors-Grizzlies uh, series. Now, for those of you unaware, Ja Morant picked up a leg injury, more specifically a knee injury, uh, and he alleged that it occurred uh, when Jordan Poole, a Golden State Warriors player, grabbed his knee and sort of pulled it. Now, it's pretty hard to explain this over an audio sense, but what happened was the ball was... I, I, they were trying to get the ball. The ball was loose. He tried to grab the ball. He grabbed his knee. He, anyone who has a working brain or has played basketball before realizes that that's not a dirty play. And there was potential evidence of him injuring his leg earlier in the game. But e- either way, even if it did happen in that incident, Ja Morant proceeded to tweet, which he later deleted because he woke up to himself, broke the code. So he broke the player's code. He's alleging that Jordan Poole broke the code. Uh, and the Memphis coach actually said the same thing. Broke the code. Hang on, isn't a player that uh, the player got suspended for game three for running through Gary Payton, who then proceeded to dislocate his elbow? When were you there saying he broke the code? You didn't say anything about Gary Payton then. So, how about you focus on winning games, not getting blown out by 20 on the road, and actually, yeah, focus on that as opposed to broke the code, which is just rubbish. I'll say this about Jar Morant he's a gun, superstar. If he can get a bit more of a consistent three-point, he'll be in the top four players in the league. You know, he'll be an MVP candidate. You know, he won most improved this year, which was a complete joke, um, considering he was an all-star already. But he's a brilliant player. But his likability is starting to go down. He's hitting the gritty and dancing the whole time. Hit the gritty and dance once you win. He did it in, what, game two against the Warriors. He lost game three. Last time I checked, you don't win a playoff series uh, by winning one game. You've got to win four. So maybe hit the gritty after you've won a playoff series against a credible opponent and not the Minnesota Timberwolves who haven't won a playoff series in something like 20 years. Um, So, Ja Morant, great player, but uh, probably tone it down and focus on winning games because right now your likability is going down, 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 and uh, you're starting to look like James Harden with how many calls you're getting from the referees. But that's that's what I want to say on that series. When it comes to other things that happened in the NBA playoffs, since I've last recorded this podcast, the failed super team Nets uh, got bounced out of the playoffs, uh, and of course Ben Simmons did what he usually did and said that he was going to play and then didn't play. But that is in the past. The Brooklyn Nets are almost, they're not as bad because they at least made the playoffs, they're almost as bad as that Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Kobe Bryant super team of the Lakers back in 2013. Let's let's have a think here. The Nets, KD left the Warriors to the Nets. Kyrie left the Celtics to the Nets. James Harden left uh, Houston to go to the Nets. Now, they, they all sort of changed a bit and obviously Harden went, but... They won one playoff series. Sure, KD was two inches away from knocking the Bucks out last year. But they got swept this year. So you've got to ask your question for this season, and this was actually a question posed to me on the poll I put out on my Instagram. Who had the worst choke job this season? Was it the Los Angeles Lakers or the Brooklyn Nets? 
Look, I'm going to say this. The Brooklyn Nets, although I don't like the Lakers and I don't exactly like the Brooklyn Nets, the Lakers had the excuse of injuries. Consistent injuries, and they were older. They didn't have depth. Now, the Lakers, that's no excuse. They were pathetic this season. But the Nets were a worse choke. Sure, Kyrie and the vaccination laws didn't help him. Harden being injured, KD being injured, whatever. They had chances in the playoffs. KD didn't show up. Kyrie didn't show up. You know, defensively, they had to go to Blake Griffin because they were struggling that much. They have the worst choke job. So that's one of the uh, questions I got asked to me on the Instagram poll. Lakers had a shocking season, but the Nets had the bigger choke job, even though they made the playoffs. Looking at some other series, obviously we've got the 2-2 all tied up now between the Suns and the Mavericks. Uh, A bit of an incident today involving Chris Paul and a couple of fans and putting hands on his mother, which is just shocking to see. At the end of the day, it's a game of basketball. It means a lot, but there needs to be a bit of more accountability with fans. I don't know what's happened in the last month you've had you know people running onto the court and gluing themselves and protesting and chaining themselves to the basket now you got them putting hands on players family members it's just not right uh, and something needs to be done about this because at the end of the day it is basketball it means a lot but it's got nothing to do with family business or making stupid protests by gluing yourself to the court so hopefully that's something we don't see throughout the rest of the playoffs now I want to reference a big call that I made uh, and that was the Memphis Grizzlies would make the Western Conference Finals Right now, being a Golden State Warriors fan, I really hope that big call is incorrect. And uh, depending on when this episode comes out, Game 4 of the Memphis versus Golden State series might have happened. Uh, and if Golden State go up 3-1, it's not 2016, they will win the series and potentially uh, even go on further. But that's that little thing I wanted to say on the NBA playoffs. Got an exciting series with Miami and uh, the 76ers as well. If Miami can learn to shoot from downtown, they'll be right. Uh, but I'll just wait. James Harden and, you know... Doc Rivers will find a way to to just completely blow it like they always do. But uh, let's just uh, let's see what happens. So that's what my uh, little spiel on the playoffs there. And uh, hopefully we continue to have a good playoff series. Now, this is a topic that I initially didn't plan on speaking about, but it got suggested to me by someone uh, on my Instagram when I put something out a couple of hours ago. I want to speak about the Met Gal, I believe that's how you call it, that happened uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, and how it's just a joke and just the most hypocritical thing celebrities do. For those of you who don't know, it's when these celebrities, actors, politicians, uh, billionaires, whatever, go and dress up in, you know, these crazy outfits that usually make a political stance, uh, usually left-wing, you know, AOC is a notable one. Uh, she put something out last year. She went in a dress uh, that said tax are rich. First of all, it's a terrible dress. Uh, but come to find out, it costs $35,000 uh, to get a ticket to the Met Gal. Uh, so tax the rich, $35,000 she can just get out of her pocket. So it's sort of a bit counterproductive, but, you know, she doesn't exactly think straight very often. But it's the biggest joke because all these politicians and celebrities, you know, look at Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, brilliant actor. He's one who, you know, rocks up to the Oscars and, you know, has all these uh, great messages, but then he flew in on his private jet. You know, he's speaking about climate change. He flew in on his private jet, uh, paid, you know, $20,000 for a suit, and then he's talking about taxing the rich. Uh, But, yeah, Met Gal, you know, just 
do yourself a favor if you want a quick laugh look online and have a look at some of the 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 just outfits there's people wearing like lego shoes um there's about three sane individuals there uh and that's elon musk was one of them and that's what the crazy woke left uh want to cancel the sane person not the person who actually showed up and didn't the female who showed up and actually didn't have anything covering their uh their their bits so that's the sane people that you know they're telling us to you know do better things in government and you know push good messages so those are the people we really should be listening to and not the person who's uh who's sane and is taking over twitter to try and uh give more freedom of speech but yeah i just want to quick thoughts on the recent met gal like i said if you want a cheap giggle uh just go and have a look at some of the outfits and you'll feel a lot better about yourself now it is time for a fan favorite segment my 60 second rant I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. All right, the 60-second rant this week is something that I experienced uh, today, with the topic being about uh, our public transport system in Victoria and the fact that buses and everything are just delayed. Uh, Today, a bus was 20 minutes late. Uh, It actually wasn't even the bus. It was the next service, Uh, and so the bus just didn't even come through at all so 60 seconds are on the clock i'm going to do my best to not insult every public transport uh person but three two one six seconds have started now we've had two years where no one has been able to move anywhere you reckon at some stage the ptv and the victorian government would go hang on a minute let's actually have this opportunity to revamp our public transport system let's maybe create new things with the app that warn people when there's going to be delays because delays happen you know traffic that sort of stuff but you reckon the 295 bus that goes from the pines to westfield doncaster that runs every 30 minutes wouldn't have a 20 minute delay to the fact where a service didn't even show up it did not even show up bus drivers you go on strike and public transport workers you go on strike every three weeks and this is why you get no credit from the public because you're always late and there's no warning there's no you know a notification on your phone oh this bus that you regularly catch is currently running five minutes behind that would be a great system to warm up but you know this is why we've got the worst public transport system in Australia. It is so prehistoric, all these Mikey rubbish that people keep losing and the machines take 40 years for it to actually click on and say that you've uh, tapped your Mikey on and there's the 60 seconds up. But that's a very personal rant uh, that I experienced today that cost me 20 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Um, so maybe actually improve the public transport system and buses start turning up on time because I think it would really help everybody in the entire uh, Australian and Victorian world. All right, I now want to do a segment which is the number one story right now in Australian basketball, and it really uh, got reignited over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours. For those of you who are unaware, Liz Cambage, Cambage, Cabbage, however you say her last name, uh, in just before the 2021 Olympics, uh, she got kicked out of the Opals team uh, or she resigned on her own accord apparently uh, for comments that she made during the game against Nigeria um, which were disgraceful and I'm not going to repeat the comments here because they don't deserve to be uh, repeated and there's obviously a bit of conjecture on whether uh, 
more more things were said and speaking to or not speaking to but hearing things from the likes of Andrew Bogut Andrew Gaze uh, it seems that more was said and there was a big cover up from Basketball Australia but Liz uh, Liz Cabbage as I'm going to call her now that's the, the dub nickname for her um, we, we do have a lot of nicknames on this podcast, but Liz Cabbage is her nickname. Uh, came out and said that she wasn't supported by the Opals. She's very supported now by her, by her WNBA team, uh, and she wasn't supported by Basketball Australia. Uh, Andrew Gaze, who you know is the lifeline and basically created or didn't create, but you know put Australia on the world stage when it comes to basketball and is arguably Australia's greatest ever player, uh, had this to say on SEN t- earlier today. Provided you a privileged opportunity to, be, to, to perform to the highest level, and when you don't respect that, and in fact you go the other way and say these people have actually harmed me, that is disgusting behaviour yeah. by her, yeah. and it's offensive to me, it's offensive to anyone that's represented our country that that's her position. And as you can hear by that, a very uh, passionate Andrew Gaze. And it, it sort of speaks volumes to how Liz Cabbage is incredibly, uh, I'm going to use allegedly here, she is allegedly quite entitled. She is allegedly a flog. Flog of the week. Liz Cabbage. I'll tell you what, this is somebody here who has got the talent, but she doesn't do the work. She didn't do the work in the WNBL. She got to the WNBA. She's a good player, I won't lie. But she's betrayed Australia, which is a bit of an issue we've seen recently with Australian basketballers. This is why we've got to appreciate the likes of Patty Mills, Joe Ingalls, Bogut, Baines. There's definitely a lot more than I can name who actually wanted to play for their country. And that's great things to see. As Australians, we're very patriotic and we want to see our national teams do good, especially with sport, is our cultural identity. Instead, we have people like Liz Cabbage who said she wasn't supported. Once again, I will not repeat the comments she's made, but the comments she made to the Nigerian team were disgraceful. And not only that, you can find it online if you want to find the exact remarks. Her father is part Nigerian. So she's actually insulted her own family as well by her comments. Uh, She should never play for Australia again. Um, I don't think she will on her own accord. And, you know, she's doing decent. She's been doing decent in the WNBA and good on her. But uh, never, ever should be supported by Basketball Australia. Never should be supported by her former teammates. And one of her teammates actually started this up again and said something... um, in, a, in, in, in an interview uh, earlier this week, um, which I'll start this getting back in the news again. But basically, the moral of the story is Liz Cabbage is allegedly an entitled individual, is allegedly a lazy uh, basketballer, and is allegedly a flog. So, unfortunately, we have a lot of Australian basketballers who, or not a lot, a select few Australian basketballers who don't seem to want to represent their country. It is now time for the fan favourite segment, Jordan's Big Call. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala. Now, before I make my big call, I did mention the Memphis one earlier in the uh, episode, so I'll be more than happy for that one to be incorrect. Looking at some past big calls that are still active, Liverpool winning the Premier League, uh, I reckon that one isn't going to happen. Uh, which would be, yeah, I, I think with um, us drawing to Tottenham and City winning, uh, that that probably 
put the the lid on that one, but we made the Champions League final and City choked again. And I know there's uh, one particular City fan out there uh, who would just, whose blood is boiling over that, and he uh, is a listener of this podcast. Another big call, which is just looking brilliant at the moment. West Coast finishing bottom four. They're currently last for 50, 52%. Um, it's just appalling. But my big call this week is that the Western Bulldogs, the team that played Melbourne in last year's grand final and spontaneously combusted, they will not make the finals this year. That was an AFL big call. Now, I know it's a pretty big call uh, to pick a team that made last year's grand final and say they will not uh, make finals the next year. But when you lose a grand final like that, it does something to you. Just look at the 2007 Port Adelaide team. They lost in the grand final by 120 points. They were rubbish for years. 2019 GWS, one of the worst games of footy I think I've ever witnessed in my entire existence on this planet. They didn't make finals the next year, even though they had so much talent still. I was speaking to a mate of mine who was a Bulldog supporter during the week. Now, they've got a few injuries and, you know, they're still struggling on that. They've got the talent. Their midfield is one of the best in the competition, probably top five, top four in the comp. You know, if I'm looking at some of the stats, they're third in disposals, third in clearances. That's really good. Hitouts, they're 18th. You know, I know English has been injured the last few weeks, but Ruckman, very, very poor. You know, if we're looking at um, disposals, Bailey Smith is getting 32 disposals on average a game. But it's not converting into wins. They've got three wins this season. One of them against is against Sydney, which they kicked nine goals, 17. So they should have won by more. Another against North Melbourne, who could be uh, one of the worst teams, full stop. And Essendon, who, no offence to Essendon fans, although you won this week, you're not a good team. They're last in a lot of categories that... If I was to compare them with a Brisbane, like I did, who I said they were going to win the grand final, they are on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to things like rebound 50s, when it comes to giving up marks, that sort of stuff. They have the talent, they've had injuries, but it does something to you losing a grand final like that. And that is why that the Bulldogs, currently sitting 10th with three wins after eight games, losing to the likes of Adelaide, Losing to the likes of Port Adelaide, they will not make finals. Now, this is a segment here that I've been uh, waiting to do. Anyone who follows me on Instagram, and it'll be in the description below, knows that I was pretty ticked off at the leaders' debate uh, the other night. We got to see two 50-year-old, or men in their 50s, speak about the issues facing Australia by arguing, yelling, talking over the top of each other, and uh, having the worst debate moderation of all time. Mute their mics. That's what they did in the US. It's not that hard. But I want to give you a entertainment 
I want to give you a slight preview of uh, of what you missed, a, a quick review actually of what you missed for anyone who was smart enough to actually use their Sunday uh, evening to good use by watching Netflix or doing something that didn't want to make you rip all your hairs out. So here's a little uh, thing of what the debate was about for those of you who uh, weren't watching the debate. You haven't allowed any debate from private, you members drafted bill? A private members' bill. Yeah, I have bill. because previous okay, so people. So you can do legislation. You, you just haven't previous, done one. Previous governments. Proposal you're so excited no, about. Previous governments so Scott, two have allowed for parliamentary debate. We have got, got a plan, and I'll tell you what no, the plan is. No. It's a plan that you don't like no. because what you want it's only two is pages. that the cabinet it looks has a bit to like decide. That. There's nothing on it. Now, as entertaining as that may have been at the time. Looking back on it now, it sort of shows why a lot of people in Australia are not interested in politics and they hate politicians because right there, it is a debate. During this time, there was no... There wasn't meant to be any arguing between the two. It was answering the moderators and the um, journalists' questions. That was the structure of the debate. Just like anything, there's a structure of something you're meant to follow it. But that wasn't followed in the, in the debate, and it sort of put both leaders uh, worse for wear, despite the entertainment and hilarity it may have caused. Now, that specific uh, clip there spoke about how the IBAC and the Federal um, Anti-Corruption Committee that have been proposed and how Scott Morrison made that an election claim or sorry a promise last time and didn't uphold it um, and how Albo if he gets elected will bring it in now with everything that Scott Morrison said there with it being two pages is actually correct and Albo has had a lot of time to legislate uh, a potential anti-corruption commission but he'll save time uh, to do so because if he's looking at it now there's a lot of labour people around Australia currently under corruption investigations including the one and only Daniel Dictator Andrews. But right there, that slight thing on the anti-corruption committee, we need to have one. I'm pretty pissed off that Liberal didn't put it in at some stage. It probably shows that someone like a, a Peter Dutton who has been under investigation before or other cabinet ministers might have something under their fingernails. Um, so they really need to get this into Parliament and something that uh, probably will cost them the election, uh, among other things. But for anyone who watched... The entirety of the, de- the debate, Scott Morrison had something he always came back to. And his line that is going to live with him no matter what happens is this. This election is a choice. It's a choice that is going to impact significantly on the future of all Australians. It's a choice. Now, he said that line, this election is a choice, so many times it's hard to count. And Albo would say something else that was his slogan i reckon they should just make it their campaign slogans at this rate every time scott morrison will make a claim whether supported by facts or not supported by facts albo would say something like this how many times has richard miles met with the chinese ambassador in australia He's your that deputy is, leader. That is just an outrageous slur. I'm just slur. asking you. So that was uh, Albo's little slogan. That was an outrageous slur. And he usually said that uh, when Scott Morrison says something that was either backed up by facts or not backed up by facts. Uh, when it came to Richard Marles, uh, the deputy leader of the Labor Party, having meetings with or state funded meetings with Chinese government officials, uh, which is a good question to ask because if he is meant to be in charge of uh, or overseeing defence portfolios and uh, labour as a whole as in a deputy sense, 
what is he going to do when he's got ties to the Chinese government, when the Chinese government have been so aggressive in this area of the world in recent times? Now, I want to give my slight opinion on who I think won the debate. And you, look, you know where I stand on these two leaders at the moment. It's dumb and dumber. Dumb being Scott Morrison, dumber being Anthony Albanese. They did polls after the debate on Channel 9, ABC, whatever, um, and there was pretty even. I think Scott Morrison won the debate personally. He had Albo on the back foot. Albo got better as the debate went on. He started pressing Scott Morrison, got Scott Morrison to admit that it was in fact a race to get the vaccine uh, in Australia, which was a big omission because that was something that we basically had to accept that, oh, we are going to be put towards the back of the queue. Um, and this is him actually making that confession. Then indeed, it was a race and you should have secured vaccines earlier. It was a race, Anthony, and we shouldn't have described it in those terms. Despite this, Scott Morrison still did win the debate, and there's plenty other highlights uh, that you can look up for yourself on this debate. It really was shambles, provides great comedy, and just shows that none of these leaders actually connect with real Australians as a whole, and this is why... Um, I feel just looking at stuff and online and that sort of stuff, there'll be a great number of independents, especially in the Senate, uh, freedom fighters, uh, as they're dubbed, and Freedom Party, uh, who are trying to give pe power back to the people. Because if you look in retrospect, especially in the last two years, whether it comes to vaccine mandates, whether it comes to lockdowns, politicians have remained with money in their pocket. They've gotten pay rises. They have put the interests of lobbyists ahead of the people and that's on liberal that's on labor that is across the board for anyone who's been elected or for most sorry for most who have been elected in the last two years specifically but scott morrison won the debate it was shambles it was a joke anyone watching it it compared to donald trump hillary clinton um debate with just the yelling and elbow taking uncomfortable sips of water Man, it was bad. We need to get some real people into Parliament because these two, no matter who wins, it's not going to be great. ScoMo's been average over the last three years. Albo, if he gets in, he's going to ruin the economy. There's a bit of a pattern that happens uh, in Australian politics. Liberal get in from anywhere to six to nine, uh, maybe even a decade or so. Uh, they get the economy right. They stuff up social issues uh, and stuff up other things. People don't really like them. Then we bring uh, Labor back in. They screw the economy, uh, get unemployment to high race and then stuff the budget just full stop and never pay back debt and then liberal come back in fix it and then get unelected so either way we're screwed we need to get real people in there and uh yeah that's my thoughts on that shambolic leader debate all right that is the end of episode 10 of aussie talks we covered a lot of topics today whether it be the whole liz cabbage uh situation in basketball australia whether it be looking at the afl whether it be looking at my big call my 60 second rant on how the public transport system in victoria is a complete and utter joke whether it be looking at the leaders debate we had a look at a lot of stuff Sorry for a two-and-a-half-week hiatus between podcasts. I'm trying to work to get a bit more consistent on that. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Cheers.